Hey everybody, it's Dante again. Quick hello before the episode starts. Uh, we're back, officially. <laughs> uh, I owe a big apology to everyone who listens. Uh, it's been a while. Editing is mostly my responsibility, and uh, I know that for anyone who's interested, I've probably kept you waiting for a while. Um, but we're finally here. We had a great episode with this one. This one's actually going to be a two-parter because we just had so much content with this. Um, we had a fantastic guest today. Uh, name is Q. Uh, they were an absolute joy to talk to. Just like wonderful. We had such a great conversation bouncing back and forth off each other. And I'm really looking forward to what you guys think of it. A um, little bit of a warning beforehand. We t- We get pretty in detail about some pretty serious medical stuff. Uh, if anything like that makes you nervous, discussions of like surgery or blood, probably maybe you want to be careful with this one. But that being said, if you still choose to listen, I think it's going to be totally worth it. We had such a good time. Uh, and with that in mind, here is our intro song for the day, Hi by Juju. There is a bomb in your mouth Broken glass will shine for 
so like no one can see this but <laughs> i am i was i'm frantically texting lene like oh wait the timer's not going up i can't hit record because i'm not the session host <laughs> please see this i'm so sorry jesus we're recording now that's all that matters <laughs> we figured it out we figured it out one of these days we'll have something that runs smoothly we'll actually have like a session that runs smoothly but that day, <laughs> it is not today okay last episode of the podcast because we'll be <laughs> the character development the arcs <laughs> Um, okay, so I know we just asked this question, but what are your pronouns? Um, I'm Q, and I just say them pronouns. Hi, Q. I'm Dante, and I also use they, them pronouns. Lene? I'm Lene, and I use they, them, and her pronouns. This is the first time we've done this. This is not a take two. <laughs> we've never done this ever before. <laughs> Smooth sailing. All in one take, no mistakes. Um yes, you're talking about crochet. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've about- been <laughs> been crocheting for, you know, the better part of half of my life. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm making so many socks. I, again, ADHD, so I always have, like, ten pop projects on the go. Um, and it's a miracle if I ever finish one. (laughs) Um, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's, um... It's uh, it's a good practice. I also I completely understand needing something to do with your hands. I or just like even if it's, it's weird, like I always feel sort of embarrassed, like even just like doing something as mundane as talking. But like I don't know, it's nice to be able to like sort of fidget in a way. And I think crochet is actually a really nice one. It's a really good like patterned work, and it's a lot more involved. I tried to get one of those like fidget cubes, and I actually <laughs> hated them. <laughs> it was like. It, like, it could not keep my attention at all. None of it felt right. Like, it was, like, mm. never enough, and I didn't, like, it was weirdly limiting. It's, like, here's all these, like, fun little doodads and gadgets. It's, like, none of this really works. I think I'd rather just, like, slowly, like, take apart, like, a piece of, like, notebook, notebook paper. <laughs> notebook. <laughs> English words. I, I speak. I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... As, as a poet, I, I use all my words on stage, and I have none left afterwards, so. <laughs> yeah, um. that's, that's true. So, um, that's, um, so, I actually, I do, like, um, what got you into poetry, I feel like, is, like, it's, like, an obvious starter question, but, like, I feel like it's, like, a great way to kick this off, in a sense, like, you, um, you're like you've been a poet for a long time and you just you just as you've just said you've like even like performed live before what like sort of like kick-started your interest in poetry um well as a kid 
um, it was kind of like a coping mechanism. My uncle would take me to house shows, and I had a pretty messy family and home life. Uh, so it was kind of like this one really <laughs> bright, consistent spot. Um, so that kind of like really got me into it and into kind of the live um, performance spoken side of poetry. Um, and then um, when I moved to Vancouver and like was living on my own and everything, um, I kind of got really involved in Vancouver's spoken word scene. And um, I was never really like a slam poet because that's a really intense competition style. And I, <laughs> I don't thrive under pressure in that way. Um, I just, I really like experiencing other people's poetry and writing my own and having it as like a kind of um, really, I don't know, like a really uh, emotive way of explaining where you come from and what, what you are about. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my, <laughs> my poetry history, quick and dirty in a rundown. Um, and it's, it's weird because I, I tend to move away from it sometimes and I like, I do essay writing or I do installation work, but I always come back to poetry. Like everything ends up having some kind of poetry in it, tied into it somehow. Um, and I just <laughs> like, I can't escape it ever, which is like, I'm like, I'll never be free, but it's also, it's really nice because it's something consistent still. Every time I see your work, I love it so much. Like it can, like as a cripple, I just connect so much to it. I just, I just like I totally nerd out over like any work that's just a honest depiction of what it's like to be a cripple. It just totally. for me. I feel that a lot. Um, yeah, I feel like it's really important to me to not write my poetry for abled and able-bodied audiences. Like, I never, I never feel comfortable doing that. I never feel comfortable coddling that kind of dynamic. And so when other cripples tell me that, like, they see themselves and they feel themselves in my work, it's like, I'm over the moon. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. It's everything I want. I love it when I make able-bodied people uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's like, the best. <laughs> it's so good. Like, oh, God. It's like, whenever there's somebody being, like, shitty, and I can just, like, make them uncomfortable over my, like, disabled body. Yes. Like, marvelous. <laughs> yes. It's, it's the best reward. I mean, I think part of it is just because, like, we're constantly made to feel uncomfortable in an able-bodied, neurotypical, sane world. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so good to be able to kind of throw that back a little bit and, and not be the only one that's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, if, like, yeah, we're, like, set... There's, like, nothing for us in the world except the art made for us and by us. I mean, by us and for us, blah. I feel yeah. like, like, we, there's just, 
truly nothing that we could ever see ourselves in besides each other. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and, like, being disabled is such a... It's like a... Like, it's complicated for me to talk about because people will say that my experience is traumatizing, like, able-bodied people. Mm-hmm. And I will have, like, a reaction to it, in a way. But it, like, fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like... And it's just... You just feel... At least when I was a kid, I, like, grew up in the hospital system. And I was... Like... There was a message as I was growing up to not associate with other disabled people, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, like, found... I found HTML Flowers' work, and then I found mm-hmm. your work, like, within around the same time, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, and it just, like, meant so much to me. Yeah, I think I, I found your work around the same time that um, I got really into HTML Flowers comics because I listened to Grant's music for quite a while. Um, but, um, yeah, when I got into his comics, um, that's also, I think, when I found, like, your your paintings and, and your comics and stuff like that. And it just, I was like, oh, this is another person that's really just speaking honestly through their art. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, you got open the flowers on the podcast. That's oh, what happened. I love Grant. <laughs> Grant's amazing. Work is so fucking good. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. I never know how to interact with him. I feel so awkward talking to him. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, I, like, we became kind of casual Instagram friends, sort of the way I do with like a number of cripples and cripple artists just kind of like I would like react and comment on his stories all the time until he was like you want to you want a video call <laughs> I was like uh, yes sure oh, I don't want to do that because I like whenever I just feel like a piece of shit all the time like it's hard for me yeah. to like talk I've been wanting to be your friend for a while and I'm and I see you commenting on stuff really and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Which is like so Well, I'm glad that you invited me for the podcast. That's a that's a good step in the right direction. I think part of being like a purple friend. I think part of being purple friends is like you just have to like for me I'm just like Yep, we don't talk for like three months, and then we talk for like five hours, like two days in a row. Totally fine. It's like no time has passed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I never talk to anyone because I'm so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love having couple friends so much. Like it's just like the greatest fucking thing ever. Um, it really is. Oh god. Also, Dante, 
Uh, it's just like Dante's the one able body person. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, um, I, um, I wish this was kind of a visual medium because then you could see me snapping. Because every when you said what you said about being inconsistent, I agree completely. I am that. That is that is me. Um, I am willing and will be taking the back seat here because <laughs> i understand that as like the only like able-bodied person in this conversation i think that the, i think like easily the best and most important thing i can do is to know when to shut up <laughs> i think i'm i I've, i'm i'm well practiced in in shutting up and I will be using it here to the fullest degree because, like, I can, like, I'm happy, I'm more than happy to, like, you know, comment on, like, the experiences of, like, and, like, uh, comment on the things, like, I've seen and, like, noticed, like, over my life and, like, discrimination that I've noticed, all right? But, like, at the end of the day, it wasn't specifically discrimination against me. So, like, how I felt or how it affected me really doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it just does. It just doesn't. This is like an entirely a scenario where I am more than happy to like take the back seat and like and like I have like complete and utter faith in you two because like I've seen your work and I know what you do. You're both like very like clearly like um capable, competent, and incredible people who know what they're doing, know what they're talking about, and make really good work. So. <laughs> I'm back here. I'm listening, and I'm having a great time. I love listening to this. You two are clearly like having a great time, and like I will. I, I'm just in the moment. I'm experiencing, and I'm good. I'm chill. <laughs> Don't worry about me. It would be funny if like Dante became our like able-bodied hype man. Like, like go. God, I don't. I like Talk about experiences. Yeah, yeah. That hospital, that hospital ain't shit. Yo, that nurse doesn't know you like you know you. Screw her. Come to dialysis with me. God damn! I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. I don't know if like. God, but really though, like this is all, this is all you though. I do. It's always, it's always fun to like. I don't know, like I'm always learning. Really, it's really yeah. a wonderful thing to be able to be here and to learn and to feel and like. Again, it's it's another reason that I'm really grateful that I got to meet Lene because I actually became a better person because of her. <laughs> <laughs> I actually became uh, someone who can call out and recognize ableism whereas before i was genuinely just like ignorant and like and like and like like so like the most passive like ignorant bystander ever and like <laughs> yeah I'm very i'm very happy to be here and to learn with you so there was oh. a and I, like um there was a moment with me and dante that was like very foundational in our friendship i think because dante one time the school tried to hospitalize me, and they kind of just dropped me off at a hospital, and I couldn't walk. Yep. <laughs> and they yes. slept me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And I waited there for five hours or more. Maybe like, I got there at, like, I think Dante got there at, like, six. So, yeah. But you had so, been there yeah. since, too. 
You had been there since two. I remember because you texted me. Yeah, I you texted te- you. You texted me at two. I was my living room the whole time. They never. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was. And I couldn't. I was in class. And the other people in the waiting room were like, "You just got here. I've been here since eight a.m." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. in this waiting room. Like, no one was happy. No one was happy. No, no one was safe. But I got the text um, at like two. But like, I didn't see it until like like an hour later because I was in class and like I'm I'm a good I was I was a I was a good boy and I had my phone away and I paid attention to the <laughs> teacher and I regretted immensely. I would have just left class had I had I known. But <laughs> but I was just like, Lene's like. Hey, I'm like hungry, and I'm like, "Where are you?" She's like, "I'm at the hospital. I'm in the <laughs> ER. They made me go. They said they would expel me if I didn't go." Yeah. They called me, and I was like, "What?" They sh- and she was like, "Yeah." They called me a danger to myself. I'm like, that's fucked. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm hungry." And I'm like, "I'm gonna go get you food." It was a danger to myself because I couldn't walk. <laughs> yep. So I walked across Baltimore, and I grabbed food, and I walked back. Um, cause I, and um, we were, and then I got there, and we were there. In the yeah. waiting room until uh, probably one a.m. I think midnight to like yeah like twelve thirty ish. So like, and then we actually got there, and they're like, "We're gonna let you in." I'm like, "Great, cool." So they let us into the actual hospital hospital, but and they just sat us in the a hallway. Yes. And you were in your wheelchair, and I was in my and I was in my visitor chair, and we were in a hallway with occasional visits from doctors over the next like four hours. <laughs> Yeah, that was it, and that was sort of um, that but was there was like a moment where um, we saw like a variety of very intense shit while we were there. Oh yeah, there was so, like one day we had to get dragged out of the waiting room. He was like yeah, mad. Was, yeah, there was a person I was watching. He was definitely like it was like. Uh, it was like one of those moments where you aren't sure if something really bad is gonna happen with the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we saw I I saw like a person dying and just like different just different varieties of fucked up shit. And um, there was like this moment when Dante turned to me and they said. Uh, they like called me a. They're like you. They called me like a sociopath, jokingly, for like how I was reacting to everything because I was mm-hmm. just, like, you know, um, cripple, cripple style. You're just yeah. like, that might as well happen. That's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I like without thinking, I was like, oh, like this is like my second home. <laughs> like I understand this place. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, it was honestly more effective than slapping me in the face, even though I probably would have deserved to get slapped at that point. Um, but <laughs> it's fine. I did this thing where I listened and I grew the fuck up, so it's it's all good. <laughs> but yep. um, no, it was um, yeah, no. Uh, I got, I had um, probably uh, some of the most like intense like twelve hours of my life, and. Um, I've tried to like shut up ever since. Like I'm never, <laughs> I'm never gonna be the same. Um, I'll, I won't say I'm grateful it happened because the only reason it happened is because like my friend got hurt, which fucking sucks. And I cannot stress this enough: no learning experience is worth the pain of any marginalized or oppressed community. 
my fucking brain blanked. Jesus. I was on Gavel Penton. I think it's like making my brain. Oh gosh. Shit. Gavapentin is rough. I I've been on it. So many of my friends have been on it, and it's it really gives you massive brain fog and brain zaps, and like yeah, it interacts with so many psych meds, and it's just oh yeah, it was like a man. It's like, and it was like my doctors like uh, it was like my doctor don't my doctors don't know what the fuck to do yeah. about my issues, and they're just. Uh, all my medical experiences are terrible, and it's just awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> <I'm sorry> that. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my partners and I became like partners, and we weren't even like close friends at the time that this happened. And then, like, we started spending so much time together and became partners because um, I had uh, a port for chemo, and I have like, really, um, delicate skin, uh, because of, like, collagen disorder, and, um, my port tore both my skin and, like, the vessel that it was in, um, and, like, literally, like, came out of my chest, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, while we were, like, heading home together, like, we were both heading in the same direction after hanging out at another friend's place. And so we ended up taking a taxi to emerge. <laughs> um, and um, I obviously, like being an experienced cripple, I wasn't showing that I was in immense amounts of pain because I have a high pain tolerance. And um, so we get to emerge and they're like, well, like, yeah, it's a problem, but it doesn't look like it's torn all the way because otherwise you would be screaming. Um, <laughs> so, like, just go sit over there and, like, we'll, like, put you in the triage list, whatever, right? And we waited for 14 hours <laughs> um, in the waiting room and then in, like, one of the triage rooms, Um and eventually I was just like, I'm just, I have dialysis in an hour. I'm just going to go to dialysis and <laughs> they'll just get me through the triage line because they know me. Like, screw this. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was 14 hours of bonding time with this person that I didn't know very well because they were like, well, I'm not leaving you. Like, they're also a cripple. Um and they're like, I'm not going to leave you alone here and emerge. And they just sat with me for 14 hours. <laughs> and they just, like, chatted. And they got me ice packs and shit. <laughs> um, so, you know, emergency rooms are a bonding experience. Yeah. <laughs> some relationships. Like, it's, it's just great. <laughs> And I went through all that insane shit, but at least I got Dante. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh god! Yeah, there's like so many. I had like so many intense medical stuff with my friends, and I was at Micah. Like, mm-hmm. God, there was this one, and also like I was going through this thing at the time, which I still sort of have in my brain. Like, do you ever have that thing where you're just like? And we were just talking about liking 
how our disabled bodies fucks up able-bodied people. But sometimes in my head, I'm like, my shit is hurting somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yeah. And I, like, raised with a bunch of fucked up able-ish shit, and, like, it just, it just seeped into my brain. Totally. Um, but, yeah, like, I had this one moment, I had, uh, I got hospitalized for three days. Three days, two days, two days, and practically three days. I was there for three days. <laughs> hospitalized for two days. Yeah. But I was still there for another day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I was with, uh, my friend Mac, and they were, like, I, they went out to, uh, get food. We were there for, like, a long time. This was, like, before. They were, like, at the start of it, they didn't know. I lost movement of my arm. Mm. Um, and I had, like, serious, like, I had neck surgery. I had, like, spine surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Not that long before this. And it was, like, because, um, my, um, neck broke over a decade. Um, because my mom wouldn't let me get medical treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like... When you like, when your body, when a part of your body just stops working all of a sudden, it's kind of freaky. <laughs> it's a little concerning. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, so uh, Mac leaves for a bit to get food, and at this time, they're like, don't know if I need emergency surgery, and they also want to put me full of antibiotics. Yeah. Um. First, I don't know, remember what the thing was, because it was like, nothing with my bone disorder involves shit that should involve antibiotics, but they had, like, some theory that wasn't true. <laughs> mm -hmm. We were like, what if? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, when they were gone, they, they messed up with my IV so much that by the time they came back, I was covered in bruises, and right when they came back, my arm spurted blood. Oh like, no! Blood. The and the, and they came back to me like yelling because the nurse, the nurse was like, "Do you know what I should do? I should clean up the blood instead of taking out the thing that the blood was." Spurting. <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you clean it up? There's more. <laughs> and they just like came back to that, and they just look at staring. I'm like, uh, can I help you? <laughs> yeah, I feel like a forming moment of punch. Not that long later, I had I had two anaphylactic reactions to antibiotics they put me on that night. Yep. In the first one, they weren't paying attention. Like I, I was like, I'm fucking going anaphylactic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like freaking out, and they weren't paying attention, and the, uh. My friend had to, like, flip out 
for me to note for them to notice that I was like in the midst of dying. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's so so helpful to have someone who like can do that uh for you on your behalf because like they just they just don't listen to us no like, i i was like what are we fucking mind it's a great founding moment in a friendship <laughs> oh, for sure all, all the best bonding moments happen under uh, happen under times of extreme stress and just <laughs> medical duress. You know, bonding through medical duress. It's fine. Nothing, nothing brings people together like like medical trauma. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. I remember one time, I mean, like, this is where so much of my writing comes from, is I, like, take all of these moments and then I just abstract them to, like, the highest degree. And so people are like, well, this is some imagery. It's kind of disgusting and terrifying, but it's some imagery. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's from the time that, like, my intestines tore and I just texted my partner, like, hey, going into emergency surgery, XOXO. And it wasn't until I came back out that they remembered that I'm not supposed to have surgery of any kind. <laughs> like, it's really risky for me. <laughs> and they're like, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> um, you just have all of those moments and it, it just ends up it's some really great poetry that Abels don't like. <laughs> One of the greatest things about being a cripple is that when you make art about it, it isn't like some, like, been there, done that. I read that 50,000 times. Like, like all these, like, autobiocomic people just being like, oh, autobiocomics are so boring, which I don't believe. Mm -hmm. But, and, like, it's always, like, these cartoonists feeling bad about themselves and being self-involved with dating and shit. And it's just like, it would be hilarious if somebody read my comics. And was like, what the fuck? I read this so many times before. <laughs> Been there, done that, Lene. Like, come on, come up with something original. Yeah. You're a comic about your next decade? There's a fucking genre of this shit. <laughs> Oh, it's true. <laughs> I get to make as many autobio comics like fucking want. I win. I win, motherfucker. Yes. This is what I get. This is a sable privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I love that crippled privilege. Um, it's very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yeah. The things you get as a cripple, like you get. Sometimes the code in line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get I get waved through the COVID screening line at the hospital because they know me. Uh, they're oh, like, yeah, no, just go. <laughs> oh, and I, at the hospital I go to, it's like I really hope. Oh God, I feel so worried at the hospital I went. To, straight up at the hospital I go to, every time 
Nearly every time I go there, there's at least one medical worker who isn't wearing a mask or isn't wearing a mask, right? Yep. And I literally want to kill them. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I, like, don't believe in the death penalty. <laughs> like, some personal justice here. <laughs> yeah, like, we need something. Like, sometimes. Sometimes. We're not okay. Yeah, like, this is... Like, we don't want state-sanctioned death penalty, yeah. but, like, personal no. vendettas, like, eh, on the fence, you know? Wait, <laughs> so wait, really good? Maybe, maybe that could be crippled privilege, sorry. Well, not my word, your word, not my word, your word, I'm an idiot, I'm sorry. Maybe that could be disabled privilege, though, is you're allowed to kill any one person you see a day who's not wearing a mask. <laughs> But, uh, when I first, I formed, like, the the first disability group at MICA. Mm. And when I did that, I instantly called it, um, Crip. <laughs> like, Crip. She called it Crip Gang. I said, Lene. Lene, that's a real gang. I was like, she would have an issue with it. And I, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> and then there was like, was a, like, there was like people in the group who were like, "This is inappropriate." Like, we're cripples. And like, we don't like being called cripples. And we're like, "You are cripples." My biggest fear was that you were just gonna get like. Is that just, like, someone was, I don't know, some, like, actual bloods were gonna think that you were part of, like, the crew, and we're gonna try and kill you? I was scared. That's not bad. They, like, the, the Crips and the Blood do, like, community work and shit. I think, like, I think they're, like, not Honestly, I would trust, like, the I would trust Crips and the Bloods with, like, your health and safety more than, like, 90% of the nurses that you tell me about. Because, like, I swear, every time you're, like, every time it's, like, hey, I had to go to the hospital today, I'm, like, oh, how did it go? It's, like, oh, uh, it's, uh, I was fine, except for, like, this one nurse said that, like, nothing, none of my pain was real and, like, mm. told me to go die or whatever. <laughs> it was a normal day, and I'm, like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I kind of, it's part of why I like having moved out, like recently I moved out to the suburbs, and it's kind of like rural suburbs, um, and there's a lot of old people that live out here, because they're the only ones that, like, have generational wealth and all that stuff, um, but that means that the hospital that I go to is full of old people. And so the nurses and the doctors are really used to treating old people diseases, which is what I have. I have old people diseases. I'm 23, almost 24, and I have the body of a 93-year-old. Um, so, like, my dialysis schedule and, like, my dialysis team and everything, they're all, like, like they coddle me and they... It's really annoying sometimes, but I'll take it over, like, the nurses and the doctors at the city hospital that were just exactly like that. Like, they were infuriating and just ignorant. Uh, whereas, yeah, like, you know, like, oh, this hurts. So they're like, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry. The old people tell us it hurts all the time. Uh, <laughs> Are you a hospital kid? I am. <laughs> uh... Yeah, like, I, I went, okay, so I, I went to Shriners, um, 
for a couple of years. It's like if anybody's known Shriners as Shriners is a hospital that like serves kids who don't have a huge amount of options and have the shittier diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. Um has like one of kids. And then my mom decided for me to go to this guy named uh oh, I don't know if I should name him because I say a bunch of bad shit about him constantly, so I don't want to Um <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's let's call him Dr. W. There's <laughs> <laughs> a surgeon named Dr. W who's one of the only people who knows what my bone disorder is in Wisconsin. There's two people in the Boston, Wisconsin hospital in Aurora. So if anybody figures that out <laughs> <laughs> that's her thought. It just is like, nah, me, man. It's not my fault. <laughs> You've covered the basis. It's fine. Now you can shit talk him. In, in my comic, I like drew him as totally different than he looks because I like as I was trying, I was like, he can probably fucking sue me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna say ba- really bad things about him. <laughs> Um, he's a bad for what? Your crippled privilege? <laughs> crippled privilege. <laughs> we'll see you for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but um. <laughs> so I went. Yeah, I went to this like regular hospital mm. in the suburbs too, which was like I, I, mean, I went to Luke's. I went to a bunch of hospitals because people don't know what the fuck. My bone disorder is, and it's like I get transferred. It's like I have this one main doctor, and then I have an issue, and he's like, "Okay, go to the spine guy, go to this wrist guy, go to mm-hmm. <laughs> like that." Like, what do you specialize in? General body, but I don't do shit. <laughs> yeah. I ask yep. for everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, sometimes I don't have, like, these old ladies who would be like, oh, you're so young for this. How many students have you had? (laughs) And, like, sometimes, like, there was one time when I was getting off of the drugs, and I was, like, literally talking in my sleep sleep about unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) What's gonna help? (laughs) Um, and Uncle Love like, treated me like a baby. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and they were like, you might be like, my grandkids are into this and that. <laughs> and then it's like, sometimes, and then sometimes like, I get nurses who, like, would literally, have you ever gotten, gotten waking up by them tearing off all the cords out? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, like, wake up from surgery to them, like, Grabbing all the stuff they attached to me and yeah. just going like boom, <laughs> like taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I woke up from surgery, the person waking me up did that, and then she told me that I had a weird amount of gray hairs for somebody my age. Cause oh my god! <laughs> uh, they um they they told me they weren't gonna shave my head. 
And then they did, and they kind of mm-hmm. like went like woo, like they did, like my hair is like really insane and patchy. <laughs> and she was like, I did that. And I realized you have like a crazy amount of gray hairs for somebody your age. It's like, oh my god. Oh, I'm so like, thanks. I needed that after surgery. <laughs> I was like realizing, like I was like, I that. I was like waking up to the horrible pain and the drugs, and I was like realizing they put like pins in my head, so it was like my hair was covered in blood, and I was like, <laughs> you just need to know about your gray hairs on top of everything. <laughs> yeah, on top of everything. This is what. And I wasn't really worried. I was more worried at that point. I wasn't really worried about that being part of my look, the gray hairs. I was more worried about the fact that they were like this, like freestyle went at my head. So I stayed up with the college like two weeks after that. So it was, and I couldn't like go. I was like not okay enough to like get my hair done so <laughs> so yeah it was, like a, it was funny if I like showed up at college with like blood like I didn't fix it at all I said the blood in my hair and I was just like <laughs> it was just like yeah <laughs> and, like, I've, I, people were like asking questions but, like I've been through some shit and I was like <laughs> that I feel like people are going to read and they're going to be like, no fucking way, people are this bad. <laughs> um, so, because of my collagen disorder, I process, like, medications and drugs, including anesthesia, like, really weirdly compared to people without a collagen disorder. Um, and it means that, like, half of the times that I've had surgery, I've woken up during the most terrifying thing Um, because obviously like you wake up and then the doctors realize that you woke up and they freak the fuck out because they're like um this is not supposed to happen this is not supposed to happen and then your body starts to freak out because suddenly you're aware of the stress and strain that you're put under and you're processing it mentally and so your brain is releasing all kinds of chemicals um so yeah (laughs) it's never gone well for me (laughs) Uh, i had one bad drug experience i've had two but like one really bad drug experience after a surgery Mm-hmm. Um, one time, for some reason, the anesthesia they put me under made me, like, I had, like, some, like, I, I woke up, and I couldn't remember what happened. Mm. I didn't understand where I was or what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm in pain. There's all these weird people here. I'm covered in this shit. Oh. I can't move. And I, for some reason, I thought there was something on my face. And I, like, literally just started attacking my face. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, 
it myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. by a bunch of nurses, and I was in some. I was like on painkillers, so I couldn't really process the fact that my head was bleeding. <laughs> like I was, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. understand that I was hurting myself. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Yep. <laughs> Fun moment. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're really gonna have to put a trigger warning on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's two cripples talking, like. <laughs> that could be the description. Uh, uh, two disabled. It's, it's a conversation between disabled people. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> trigger warning for medical trauma, like across the board. No, 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 uh, no tongue held here. If you're scared of doctors, this is not the episode for you. Oh, you are. This is the episode for you. (laughs) It's true. It's true. If you're validated and understood, hello. It would be really hard if we were just like weirdly aggressive about triggers. We were like, you need a fucking trigger warning? You need a fucking trigger warning? <laughs> I feel like, though, if we did that, though, we'd be looping back around to that thing where it's like what you said last session, um, where you were like, oh, I like duck humor, but not like in the South Park way. Like, you had to put the caveat on it. Like, we would have to put a caveat on it because, like, you can't just say, like, fuck trigger warnings because then you just sound like Kyle and you just sound like. <laughs> Just like you just sound like the absolute edge lord who's like, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, I guess. I'm sorry you took it personally. <laughs> but I had like a bit the I had um I was going through a really bad time last week. Um I'm like not to, I'm not in the best like I'm in a pretty shit place mentally. Mm-hmm. So I was like pretty fairly suicidal and I posted a thing on my Instagram for like close friends and like some of the people on my close friends list are just like mutuals I've talked to sometimes mm-hmm. totally <laughs> yeah um and just like pretty much just like asking for help <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and a person responded to that and was like uh, literally, like, they were, <laughs> their response was, like, really fucking, <laughs> I'm totally calling out this person. <laughs> I was, I, I think it's really funny. <laughs> I think it's a really funny response that you can have to this shit. Like, I, you can't have a funnier response. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's humanly possible. Can you please trigger warning this type of thing in the future? <laughs> No, like, no, no, I can't. I'm in active distress right now. I'm sorry I can't take care of your feelings. I can't take care of mine. And we had a whole argument about it. Like, it went on and on. Imagine, imagine if you saw someone get, like, shot. And, you were, like, uh, and, like, and your response was, um, I have an aversion to blood. Could you maybe recording this in the future? And he's like, and they're like, call an ambulance. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh god. And they were like literally 
Like you don't, like you don't know if this might danger somebody else's life. Oh and it's like God. what by reminding them that suicide exists? Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh good good lord. Like I mean it's just it's just the same vein as calling like when your friends ask you for help personally, like calling that like emotional labor. It's just the oh, same vein of just utter ignorance and and um like I'm all for sensitivity and vulnerability but it's just that hypersensitivity in a way and like requiring everything to fit into this neat narrative I'm like I'm sorry we are messy human beings it's not going to fit all the time <laughs> sometimes yeah. you're going to need to do more shit for your friend than they can do for you in the moment like that has to be okay yeah, like, I don't, there's been, oh, it was been a bunch of times when I was, like, in a truly fucked up place, but I helped my friends a lot, mm-hmm. and, like, that helped me in that moment, like, I truly did not give a shit about what was going on with me, but I'm also that type of person, but, like, I don't know, and then like, she was, and it says literally multiple times in that argument, I was also, like, high on tramadol during the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like I am high on tram at all. I don't. Yeah. I can't remember shit. <laughs> Keeps on going on and on. It's like I am on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I am experiencing pain. Um, I can't do a trigger warning. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember everything. <laughs> yep. Uh. Uh, it'd be fun if that person listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, they're nice otherwise. I just got confused. <laughs> it's just, just like, you know, a moment of very poor judgment. <laughs> such poor, and then at, at some point I was like, this is poor judgment. And they were like, when it, if you... If, like, wouldn't you not want to hurt other people? <laughs> it's oh like, I'm not, I'm not fucking harming people. <laughs> I'm having a mental crisis. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I would just die laughing if you said, you know what, sure, why not? I'm, this is, this is, <laughs> absolutely. You know what, yeah. I put this out there specifically with I put this out there specifically with the intention to harm other people. Like, what do you think, <laughs> you dickhead? I'm asking for help. This is like this is my like weird Machiavellian way, like of, like <laughs> fucking with people. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess, like, people who use, because it's, like, a, a lot, like, identity politics shit comes from, like, a really good place, I think, but then mm-hmm. people use it in, like, such a shitty fucking way. <laughs> yeah, like, there there has to be a real, I think so much of my politics comes down to there needs to be a balance, and you can't go too far one way or another. Like, trigger warnings, great, but, like, there there's a time and place. And there's a time and place to understand that that is not now. Um, and, like, things like representation and um, talking about, like, different kinds of privilege and oppression. I'm like, there's, 
it's a very complex system and it's not made to be boiled down to like a sound bite. You can't just explain it in like five words. It's a complex experience. Yeah. And I think when people say stuff like that, people think it's like, oh, you're not like leftist enough. And you're like an extremely left person. (laughs) (laughs) You're on my Twitter. I like you like like literally the corner is like dyke fag. Like hello. Yeah. I and I think really similarly and it's just like uh <laughs> yeah. also I was like almost like I should put Dyke Fag on my Twitter, and then I put yours, and I was like, "Q stole it for me." <laughs> it's such a good word and identity. Like it just encapsulates everything so well. I yeah. I I fucking adore the term dyke. Like honestly, probably to an unreasonable <laughs> extent. Like I made I made my heterosexual coworker very uncomfortable on accident <laughs> by using the term freely. And I'm like, yes. I uh, also I also called something straight bullshit once to his face because it was it was a it was a video of these two like it was a video of this like heterosexual couple or at least hetero presenting I don't want to assume um couple in like in a, a theme park with masks on but they were like smashing their faces together in like like a pseudo makeout and I'm like that is that is straight nonsense gays don't do that okay um when. When this, like, after the pandemic, imagine how many fucking paintings there's going to be of two people wearing masks making out. Oh, no! 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 You want to know what I'm not ready for? I'm not ready for the fucking Lifetime Hallmark, like, marriage resolved movies where it's, like, a man and a woman in quarantine together realizing that, oh my god, we did love each other all along. I don't care. Shut up. Get a divorce. Oh, no. Oh no, I'm just imagining all of the pandemic art now. No! <laughs> the autobiographies that come out in the day. The autobiographies that are going to come out. Ah! <laughs> the autobiographies. Oh god. I don't want to like discourage people from making shit, but genuinely, if you want to make a painting with two people wearing masks making out, stop. <laughs> I will hunt you down. I will hunt you down, purge style. If you, if you so much as pick up a pencil or paintbrush and think, hmm, two people in mass kissing, it's it's a it's a metaphor for longing, and I will I will break through your window, Terminator style, and just I know a person. Um, what's her name? Caitlin something. I vaguely know this artist. Who, um, she has a painting that's like that, but before all this shit, like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's Caitlin and Cold. She's a really great painter. Everybody check her out. She's fantastic. She has a painting like that, doesn't involve the pandemic at all, and I kind of, I'm just like, oh shit, that's horrible. 
Look at this and associate. Oh no, that's so tragic. Right. You probably worked really hard on this. You're a good painter. Oh no. Yep. The context of everything has just shifted. No, yeah, forever. It's just, oh. And then, like, some really great pandemic stuff. Um, like, there was Dog Biscuits, uh, which everybody, but by Alex Graham, which everybody should check out, again. Mm. <laughs> That's a really, really good Graham <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast at some point. <laughs> We're gonna get like, everybody, don't good. worry. I would really like hunt down every person I'm a fan of. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh god, we're gonna like just like the <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, oh god, it's gonna be so bad. Most of it's going to be... There's going to be some really great stuff, but there's going to be some, like, truly horrendous shit. Most of the horrendous shit is going to be made by, like... Uh, like, fucking Fox. Like, fucking, like, ant- like, like big movie studio shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... There's going to be right. a really bad war movie. Yeah. A really pretentious A24 movie. I've seen a trailer. I've seen a trailer for a super disease COVID movie, and it looks like garbage. Yeah, there's a Michael Bay one. Michael Bay is banging on this. I'm gonna <laughs> scream. Someone, can someone like? All right, can someone take Michael Bay like just out back and just like I? I'm doing two doing two of mice and men uh metaphors in a row uh for like recording sessions is probably a bad sign but it's literally all i can think of just make him like look at the stars and like be like it's okay michael it's okay you just keep looking at the stars it's okay <laughs> just someone put him down put him down That's, i don't know what, like michael bay okay michael Pe- bay produced the purge movies have yep. you guys ever seen the Purge movies? I have actually. I've seen. They barely not watch this out. Yeah, they like go on and on and pretty much be like, "Let's kill rich people." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like he makes such Republican type shit, and then he makes the Purge movies, and it's like, where does this guy? <laughs> where does this guy? <laughs> Politically, like I don't. <laughs> Where I'm, where did this come from? It's it's weird. It's like it's like, hey, wait, you actually produced something that I could admire and wait, this movie you produced. No, I don't admire the purge movie. I just understand. No, 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 no. I'm not referring to the purge specifically. I mean like like um uh oh yeah, like he was in a producing role for like um a comic book movie that actually had like accurate representation. Like it was like, hey, we didn't just whitewash it was a, a Ninja Turtles movie, I believe. Not the original, like, the... Um, but oh, it was like, huh. it was like, But it was weird in that, like, it's like, wait, you guys didn't actually whitewash your character for once? That's great. Oh, but you're still exploiting women in it. Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> it's like... My cat is, like, creeping on me. Just hiding out. I love this cat so goddamn much. 
um, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just, like, want to have a conversation with Michael Bay before I kill him. Just to, like, see what's up with this little when, when did the pain start? When did the pain start, Michael? Why, why are you like this? Who hurt you? Does he have, like, the inner anarchist? This Michael Bay, deep down in his soul, like, somewhere deep, deep down, is he, like, his soul's a little bit anarchist? But then it's, like, clouded by, like, toxic... I'm already telling you no. I'm already telling you no. I'm... No, I'm just, I'm telling you to stop that train of thought right now. You're too hopeful. You're putting too much faith in him. You need to let him go. And like, I don't like the Purge movies, but it's pretty fucking weird. I want to be older now And I want nothing to do with what I used to be Fuck undercuts And fuck wearing jewelry ah, I heard that we're growing up And I never went to Trader Joe's I oversleep, I had a mullet once And still can't wear jewelry My hands hurt